What's tea, y'all? I know some of you are out there right now having a hard time, having problems in your relationships, having trouble with life, or maybe you're on social media swiping and swiping, thinking, why can't that be me? Why can't I do that? Why well, I'm here to let you know that you can. This is Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett, where we not only help you create your own story, but we let you tell yours too. Let's get into it, y'all. What is tea, y'all? I am back with season two. Can you believe that, y'all? Season two. And I have some, as you already know, some special guests here on the podcast. I'm doing something a little different. This is a live shooting of the podcast or recording, I should say. Um, so I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves and we're going to get in the dialogue. They don't know what the hell we talking about today. Oh, yeah, they don't know what we talk about today, but I'm going to put them on the spot. Let's hope that no toxic masculinity gets involved in, in this, you know. But uh, yeah, you guys can go um, in order and introduce yourselves. My name is Jerry, and uh, this is my third time, first time with more people, so yeah. this is pretty exciting. Uh, I go by Sensei, S-E-N-S-E-I-I. Thank you for having me, Terrell. My name is Demario, and um, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what do I Let's say? Do, do I promote this. myself? You'll be able to promote yourself at the end of the podcast. So... Yes. Let's get into it, y'all. So I really wanted to, we're out here in Big Bear right now, California, Big Bear Lake, and I really wanted to, you know, we have three or four guys, counting myself, and I really wanted to, I don't know if you guys look on social media and you guys see all of the stuff about how a lot of things are, I don't want to say, I feel that women, how do I put this, women you got to be careful because, you know, you could cancel real quick. Uh, um, this is the part where I put on the glasses. Yeah, women are pro-women, which is an amazing thing. But in the aspect of being pro-women, sometimes they become anti-men. And not all men are, you know, what we see on TV or what women portray us to be at. Like, just because you don't know how to pick a man does not mean that all men are shitty. Like, sometimes you just pick shit men. That's what you're attracted to, shit men. And you can't generalize just off of one specific or maybe a numerous amount of maybe traumatic events or whatever the case may be. It, it, very, very, very true. Well, I think that's what it is. I think it's, you know, I mean, that's a pretty general statement in itself, but it's a general statement or at least somewhat of a general statement off of a general <laughs> statement that oftentimes it is a traumatic event that sometimes dictates our perception of how we look at uh, a man or even a woman at times you know what I mean and um, I think that disqualifies you from a lot of great opportunities or a great opportunity I would hope a great opportunity and you're not jumping around from man to man but um, to meet someone that is yeah that happens but to meet someone that is actually that healthy got, got gave me a question too for y'all so when do you guys think it, it is okay to move on once you're out of a relationship like start dating other people how, how soon is too soon uh, i mean me personally uh, this is sensei talking healing I, healing to it depends on the individual itself whether whatever whatever they're going through mixed with how they perceive things. So everyone's in their own battle. Everyone's in their own race in a specific way. So I'd say it could, It all depends on the individual. You know, how, how they perceive. The, do they want to heal or do they just want to jump to the next thing? Do they want to hide their issues or, or do they want to, like, look within? You know? I agree. I think a lot of it comes down to each individual. Me, personally, I've always moved on quick. So I'm like, okay. Why is that? Um, I think a lot of it before was just a, uh, a, a distraction, right? Like he's talking about. A lot of times we don't sit down and say, okay, what happened in the last relationship? And what am I, what do I really want? And a lot of times I just move directly to the next girl. And because I didn't want to focus on, if I'm doing business and I'm doing different things, I'm like, okay, I just want to get a girlfriend. 
I'm going to get a girlfriend. I'm not going to focus on the healing process of what happened before my last relationship. Um, so if the, if I answer the question too soon, I really feel like it does depend on each person, but I think people should at least give themselves some time to think before even moving on or doing anything of thinking about being in another relationship, just time to focus on like being single and being for what am I doing for me instead of, cause when you're in a relationship, I moved in like, what am I doing for us? When it came to business, when it came to everything, I'm living with these, this girl. So it's like, what am I doing for us? Then the transition is now, what am I doing for me? So I think people should at least give themselves at least a month to just do them. I mean, it's easy to take on other people's, not other people's problems, but like when you jump into a relationship, when it comes to the needs of another person, you can definitely fill those in. But that's going to mask what is truly behind what you're trying to find within yourself, if that makes any sense, right? I think also, too, is, um, you know, just piggybacking off of what they both said. Um, it, it's true. It, it's on an individual basis, but I also believe that um, however long it takes for you to actually evaluate and um, find uh, what what went wrong, um, and it might have not been you, it might have been you, it might have been you just in part, um, it's important to look at those things. Um, you know, we do this a lot in even the aspect of life is that we throw things under the rug. We throw things under the rug and uh, we never deal with those issues. And the reality is, is that they're not issues that make us an issue, but it can make us an issue to whoever else we meet. And if we're not careful, we don't evaluate ourselves. We'll look at them as the issue. And so we're jumping around from relationship to relationship looking at the other person as an issue rather than looking at ourselves as not necessarily the issue, but maybe a toxic trait or personality that we haven't just realized and honed in on. So I think however long that takes you, you have to be honest with yourself to evaluate that. And um, obviously I think too, it's, I think it's imperative that you have a a close confidant, someone that uh, can obviously speak into your life and, and give you some really good sound advice and point those blind spots out that you might not see so that you can work those things out and that you're open to um if not it's just going to be a repetitive door so i think it's it's really on the individual but it's also in that time frame for you to evaluate yeah i totally yeah. agree with you i think yeah. also though to go on piggyback off of what you said that you have to look to find what your part in the reason why the relationship went wrong yeah because mm-hmm. it's easy like you have point. to see what your it's part because it's, it's easy. easy to point fingers but then when you're looking at yourself you're like well man that's it's different when you're looking at yourself you know but that makes total sense when you're looking at yourself and once you look at yourself and understand certain reasons why let's say it could be your attachment style or whether it could be you're affected by uh past traumatic events as a child you know what's your love attachment style there's so many uh facets within it yes well before we continue i want to play a song it's off my playlist brown sugar and honey you can get that on Apple Music or Spotify now. Terrell Garnett presents Brown Sugar and Hungry. This song is called Different, and it's by Dave Watson. Let's get into it, y'all. Some and baby, talk to me, tell me where you're hurt Cause fucking with the wrong one Gonna have you doing all the wrong things But I'ma let you do your own thing And introduce you to some grown things You ain't never have a nigga put you in a new position Put a down payment on your new place When you tell your girls you got a new man They gon' ask, does he have a good job? Do he throw that shit on? Does he drive his own car? Do he put it down in the bedroom? Does he admire you when you walk? Listen to you every time you talk When you call on him, is he there? Does he notice when you change your hair? You can run it up, girl, ain't no limit You can get whatever you like This ain't everywhere, limited edition Too legit to quit every time when I'm hitting Cut from a different club, girl, I'm different You ain't gonna catch me on no nut shit That's a no And what I look like pillow talking with another girl
So again, that is Dave Watson. <laughs> yeah, that was Dave Watson. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, those little technical di difficulties. But um, Dave Watson, different. Song. Yeah. So love that record. So just to get into some more dialogue, I have a question for you that I feel like is is important in relationships. What is one thing that you can't tolerate? Dishonesty. That was quick. So I, I on both sides, because I guess what it was from my past, you know, uh, dishonesty. I guess uh, it could seep it. I feel like uh, if dishonesty is uh, in the relationship, even though it's not communicated, you could definitely see it from not even the verbal aspect, but it can definitely seep through many forms of maybe the power dynamic between the couple or um, just the, how far the relationship will go. But that's me personally. I say um, someone that doesn't hold himself accountable. Facts. Yeah, I think the same, I, I had to, I had to admit the same thing. Um, I think when someone doesn't, own up to their uh, their misconduct or the things that they fall short in. Uh, I think that can snowball into a lot of huge issues down the line. Um, when you don't hold yourself accountable and you can't acknowledge maybe your wrongs, um, I feel personally you don't take a posture nor whether you're you, you're it's unbeknownst to you or you uh, you just simply don't want to deal with it. It's almost a sign of pride in the relationship uh, when you can't take ownership of the the things that you uh, that, that you you fall short in um, and and be held accountable to that. You know, you hear this you hear this thing often, uh, especially when you're you know with people that that in, inspire to grow or want a relationship that inspires each other to grow. Accountability is a big thing. And uh, the thing about being held accountable when you're in love with someone, the person that loves you is always going to be rooting for the best for you. So they're always going to be on your team. But when you point out areas or blind spots, again, like I mentioned before, that uh, they have and uh, they don't own up to it, they're basically uh, pushing aside the the responsibility to stay accountable to sweeping the individual. The yeah, they're sweeping it under the rug uh, to the individual that they're with. And so uh, there's never growth in that. And eventually that turns into a lot more issues than just not owning up to the situation in itself or whatever that may be. Uh, it, it, it can start resentment for the other individual that sees that there's no accountability. It could start arguments. It could uh, count. You can count a record of wrongs there and you can start keeping score of every time that person, that, 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 person, that person, that person, that um, person is uh is is not accountable to to their actions so i think that's very important and and i think accountability is a huge thing uh especially when you're in love with someone you got to remember the person that you're in love with at least they should be they should always be rooting for you they should always be committed for your success so if your success is pointing out the areas that maybe you you fall short in. They're not saying it because they want to tear you down. They're saying it because they love you and they want you to be championed and they're trying to champion you. But if you don't take ownership of those things, that relationship is going to fall short very, very quick. And you're going to find yourself in a very, very rough spot with any other person that you're involved with because there's no growth there. Then it just becomes into something where it's like lovers become strangers due to the fact of the misery and the resentment building up and manifesting through... Uh, those things because like you're saying nothing's get tr nothing's truly getting communicated so uh, along those things going on uh, along those things going on um, further growth is not uh, further growth is being stunted well how do you have to me it's like how do you have progression without accountability exactly and the reality is a lot of it's driven by ego right mm -hmm. we have these egos and we say you know what I'm this person in our head but yep. When someone's close to you and they're telling you, like, nah, you, you're doing stuff that you're saying. Like, if you're saying stuff and you're not doing the actions, then you're slipping. That's what that's what I was taught, right? Yeah. Yep. So without the accountability, I it's very hard in a relationship for me to grow with someone. If I watch you in your own life, because that's what we're doing. We're watching each other in yep. our relationship, but we watch each other like, 
oh, okay, you said you're going to do all that stuff, but you don't hold yourself accountable. Yeah. So, Howard, if you don't hold yourself accountable in your own life, how are you going to be accountable in a relationship? In a much relationship less and going towards to a marriage. the future, yeah. Yeah, yeah. much less towards, you know, building generational mm-hmm. wealth or things like that. So that's huge. That's yeah. like number one. And that's where the blind spots come in because sometimes we come into relationships and that's completely fine. I, I At least in my opinion, that's completely fine. Sometimes we come into a relationship and not uh, it's not malicious, nor is it deceitful. We come into relationships and we just actually unknowingly come in with uh, these areas that we didn't even realize that we have. You know, we didn't realize that, you know, we could be arrogant. We didn't realize we we cut people off or we cut our, our loved one off. Or sometimes we talk about ourselves too much or whatnot. And so what ends up happening is, um, this is where the the real issue starts is is when you're like you said when you're in relationship with someone and they point those areas out right, and there's no continue, change before you continue i have a question what what is an area that you realized about yourself that is quote-unquote toxic that you think can contribute to the reason of downfall about a relationship or just a friendship or any type of thing i feel uh as far as me i can honestly say i'm too tolerant I'm too tolerant in certain areas. Um, I think it's 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 my nature because I believe the best in people. Um, sometimes I let myself dwell in a certain area or allow certain things to happen without putting my foot down. And oftentimes and not, more oftentimes than not, when I do put my foot down, it I've gr- going too far. I've grown I've grown a monster already. Yep. I've let I've I let know. I've let things yeah. I've let things grow too much. Yep. And um, as far as an area of accountability, sometimes I could be so in my head or so busy that um, that sometimes I don't always fulfill the things that I say. And it can't be out of it's not out of malicious intent, nor is it out of um nor is it out of any wrongdoing towards the individual, even though sometimes it can come out wrong. But sometimes it could be so caught up in my own life that I don't realize that I had committed myself to something. And so those are things that I, I've had to point out. And one, I've been pointed out to, but one, I've also had to realize in myself. That takes honesty, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, as far as one of the areas that I feel, uh, that as far as what the question you at you added to or you had asked, it's those two things, and I think one of the biggest detriments to myself, more so in my own peace, is allowing things to prolong for so long and finally putting my foot down, and then it's a mess. What about you, Sensei? Um, like trusting, trusting, and I guess what it was, understanding trusting too easy or um, understanding the dynamics of relationships too. When I trace back things, uh, my relationship attachment styles, it goes, it traces back to how I was raised. And it goes back to my parents and my parents' parents. How are my parents? You know, uh, both of my parents, they lost their mothers at, this, uh, at a young age. So them raising uh, me and my sister, how does that go? You know, uh, the lack of communication and emotion. Luckily, I had music within my life, so that gave me some form of expression for me to understand some type of words for me to um, fully feel comfortable. But that's that's completely different when it comes to being in a relationship and doing and, and saying these um, <coughs> things when you're in a commitment. But, um, yeah, tying back to that, my attachment and love style, um, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm a late bloomer in terms of realizing and understanding. But that's the beauty of life. I mean, you keep learning and you keep growing. But, um, yeah, when it comes to me, I'm still, like... Still learning to, like, tying back to the healing question. Like, I'm still healing. I'm still learning. And I'm, I'm happy because I'm looking towards uh, the future with optimism. You know what I mean? So all the things that happened in the past, I can look back and understand, like, okay, that can, there's variables to why certain things happened in my past relationships that either caused the downfall of it on both parties. Yourself, Damari. Um, something that was a toxic trait, and something I'm working on is not being controlling. And the reason why is because I always grew up with a lifestyle that you know I grew up with a lifestyle. Some aspects of it was life and death. So, a lot of times I would watch certain situations unfold, 
you know, people doing certain things, knowing, well, if I would have said this to them, this situation could have changed. So when I come in a relationship aspect, someone coming with a financial background and doing different things like that, it could I could come off very controlling on the aspect of like back to accountability. If you're not holding yourself accountable and I'm dating you, I'm going I'm to call you out. You know, I'm going to tell you like, yo, what's that? You're supposed to do this. You know, I grew up in a lifestyle where it was no, oh, I can't and I couldn't and come with excuses. There was no such thing as excuses. So I hold high standards, and I think that could be another downfall of having too high standards for people um, that may not be able to reach them. Then you're setting somebody up for possible failure. So a lot of times, instead of being like, okay, you know what, let's do this, I'm just going to do it for you. I'm going to help you, I'm going to do it for you. It's going to be easier if I help you instead of me telling you how to do something. And that aspect, I realize, is controlling in the long run, even though, to me, it was coming from like, well, I don't want something bad to happen, Right. I grew up with certain things like, well, we have to follow certain rules. So, you know, we have to be safe. But if I'm pressing you or pushing you to an extent to tell you to be safe for yourself, maybe you don't want to live that way. So my my big thing was like coming off controlling and being controlling, but in the aspect of thinking why well, I'm doing positive, because the message is I want you to do this positive. But if you don't want to do something you don't want to do, that's still controlling. Right. So I took something that was positive and, and mixed it with pushing them too far instead of just giving some advice and leaving it at that. So I definitely think that's one of the big things. And, and, you know, sometimes people can't admit it, but I think it's important to have self-reflection in this process. So I know, OK, this is, comes off of controlling or I am controlling at the end of the day. You know, how do I work on that? That's big. That's big. I think it takes a lot for you to even admit that. Yeah, I think I'm supposed to answer the question, but I'm not. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everybody's a host. <laughs> yeah, except the host. Um, yeah, but like, I knew the questions I was going to ask, but I didn't prepare to answer any of them. Good, good. Um, so for me, toxic trait. I think it a little bit of all of your guys is to be completely honest. Like in a nutshell, I think yeah, I've done I've done a little bit of all of that. Um, for the right reasons. Um, but I think that, like I've said in the podcast that I did with you and then the one that I did recently with Candace, is that um, I go overboard when I care about somebody or I love somebody and then I make their issues or their shit my stuff. And that's toxic in a sense because then I lose sense of who I am and I'm just doing something for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't benefit you at all, and it definitely doesn't benefit me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah, that's my play, it's, it's almost like you play God in a sense. Yeah, and exactly. And there's this song by no, I'm not gonna play, but there's a song by Samo that says I'm that's, that literally says I'm not God. You know, like yeah. if he can't help you, then what makes you think I can? That's big. And, and, he, and here's the thing about that. And like, not even. Hey, not like, me. Not me having not a even, God complex. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, honestly, that's, that's the thing now. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, that is a thing yeah. right there. But like, not even to like tap in too much into the faith perspective. But for me, for someone that's, that's really big in my faith, that's, that's the issue is, is, is that sometimes we think that God can't help people mm-hmm. and God can. God can. The reality is, is that oftentimes, more oftentimes than not, again, going back to taking ownership of things and responsibility and, and, and self-reflection evaluation, is that we oftentimes, God is completely available. We oftentimes don't take the help that we we actually need because we're reluctant or we refuse to actually look at ourselves to admit we need that help. I mean, there's nothing wrong with admitting that. That's pride. I think, you know what I'm saying? That's pride. For me, that I see people hurting or their disadvantage in any type of way that I want to help yeah, and quote unquote fix the situation fix but I'm not allowing them I am a fixer (laughs) I'm not allowing them to grow or to learn from the mistake or learn from from and they might not and they might not be even in the position to grow you know what I mean they might one they might not be in the position to grow and so they have to be quote unquote enlightened and sort of just uh, that has to be brought to their attention on on and what you have to do to position yourself to grow. And then there's other people that do have an understanding and they do have the available resource and they do need they do know what they need to do to position themselves for successful growth, but they just don't want to do it. Well, I think we take enlightening somebody too far. Like in in my profession, I help people every day. Mm-hmm. So naturally, if I have a girlfriend, 
I'm gonna help you. You buy me. I yeah. I just I just give game. That's just me. Yeah. But the overstepping of enlightenment, right, turns into controlling later on. Like exactly. Yeah. By not letting them do it. See, a lot of it was not letting somebody go through the process, yeah. right? And and looking back at it, building businesses, building relationships, just life in general, mm-hmm. you could learn so much from somebody telling you. I know this every day because I yeah, do mentorships, can. but the process is going to tell you all you need to know. And a lot of times what I did was, I'm like, I already know this. Mm-hmm. I've been through the process. So let me, do so let me just tell you. Mm-hmm. So you don't got to do that. Yeah. But reality is I'm not giving them the benefit because they're taking my opinion, which again, they have to run through their perception. So if their perception is they don't know what I'm talking about or they don't like what I'm saying, they're going to go through the process anyways. And then that's when I was creating resentment. Like, well, why would you go through that same process? When I got it available to you. When I got it available. I teach people this every day. But I like what you said, like enlightenment's important. I feel like certain times we go around people, I'm big into faith and stuff. So I feel like there's no encounter that's just there. It's no coincidence, right? But I feel like enlightenment, once you start that, as sometimes we just have to give the message. Sometimes yeah. we get the message from God. All, I'm not supposed to help you do the message. I'm not supposed to do nothing yeah. besides tell you, hey, bro, Point this is the message. way. Yeah, yeah. Or, hey, yeah. this is where you the should message. go. Yeah. And then we take it too far because a lot of people are fixers. We see somebody we want to help. And it's because you care. Right. It's because you care, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll care so much, you'll end up jumping off the cliff with them. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's where you hurt. I think learning the process of self-love is knowing that they they say quote unquote like um, tough love and I feel like that can be very toxic just saying that Mm -hmm. however I do believe sometimes when you love somebody and you're doing stuff you just gotta like to a certain extent you gotta go through that process you gotta go through the process nothing is through through, to a certain point yeah you gotta go through the process so I think caring so we, we take caring so far to a point where we're so in depth in that person's problems, and, and then we take it on and internalize ourselves. Yeah, and then they're suffocated, and now I got an extra problem. Yeah. yeah, we're not supposed to be stressed. Like relationships to me is supposed to be some sort of benefit, right? Mm-hmm. That's the reality. We're supposed to benefit. We're supposed to be providing solutions. A lot of times we're creating problems because we're trying to fix the other person. Mm-hmm. I always see people like, well, speak no, about it. You. I could fix you. I could fix this yeah. person, and I came in that perspective too. So then I asked. What in myself makes me want to fix somebody? Yeah. Because I could if I spend all that time fixing you, quote unquote, I could be fixing on myself and drawing a line and yeah. saying, Yeah, exactly. Set up boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Boundaries. Exactly. We have to set up I, boundaries for ourselves and I think there's a healthy tension between that too, because it can be toxic where saying, I'm trying to fix you and then uh, I think you had mentioned uh, fixing someone and then also self love or tough love and self love. Yeah, yeah. And you have to have a healthy tension between the two. Yeah. Because self love sometimes could be so self indulgent. Well, you become selfish. And then you, you get us, you isolate. And it's all about you. Everything. And then tough love is, well, I'm just going to let you be. And then that's very toxic, too. Because yeah. you can like, end up hurting somebody. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? So you have to keep the tension between the two. And it's, um, it's, 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 a, it's a balancing act. As above, so below. But it starts with us. Balance yeah. Oh, I yeah. I really think it starts with us. Like I always ask myself, like, well, why do I want to help these people? Why do I, why do I want to help a female that I'm with specifically now I get paid to help people but why do I want to help this person and, and looking back I grew up with a single mom mm. so I'm trying to fulfill something that my dad didn't do right mm. and that I tell myself one day because my brother's in a similar situation is that that's not my job yeah. you know what I'm saying I'm out, my, I'm out with my mom that's my mom you know what Facts. I'm saying and so with girls I can't go into the same aspect of well I have to do different than my dad did because yeah. I'm already there I'm already doing different exactly. but sitting there with that insecurity of like well, what if I wind up like this person pushes me to be like, well, no, you got to be better. Every single day, you got to be better. If I wake up at 730, you should be waking up early, too. If I'm working, yeah. you should be doing the same thing. So that self-reflection is, is, is key mm-hmm. in, in moving forward and not doing these toxic things. Mm-hmm. Last thing I want to add to that, too, is I think that also comes into the perspective of, of being able to appreciate people's differences. Because every yeah. relationship is different. And I think yes. often, more often times than not, we, especially with people that have such a high expectation of themselves or have certain a viewpoint of themselves and they've already realized their power spots, it's oftentimes we project that and expect that from someone else, not realizing that the beauty to who they are actually is a different set of assets that they carry. And so if you don't appreciate their differences, and that's you could bypass... Exactly. Well, you could bypass all the beautiful things that they can offer to your life and vice versa and then disqualify them for not being you. And then you're trying to fix them and not realizing that there's so much that they can offer to you too. 
know what I mean? And you and and then you you miss the whole beauty of championing each other in a relationship. And so that's I think that's very important. That's real. Yeah. So just to leeway into another song before we keep on with the dialogue, this song again is off that playlist, and it's by Sai Ari the Kid. It's called It's Not You, It's Me. Let's get into it, y'all. Hey, one in the morning. Wide awake, I'm up and I'm stalling I'm just trying to stay up but I'm falling Deep in love, I know you're calling Trying to see what's up I started getting mean to lead you on Regardless, I don't even mean no harm All these years, they label me a dog Time out, I just need to pause Love Jones, where's near long? I was too busy, she was bored I know that she prayed for me, dear Lord Whenever I seen any scratch, she there for it Too fly for me, busy airport Sometimes I need space, sipping three days Bones counting with your mind We've been going real hard It's not true It's me, I know Yo, yo, hey. It's not true It's me, I know I've been starting beef like the old fitty. Say you need my vibe, oh really? I've been doing me wildin' usually. I've been used to being so litty. Entertaining exes, sending texts, saying I'm in your city. I've been content with being trifling. I can't be acting light skin. Birds of a feather, look at my friends, all of them dogs, yo. Just add the roof, she caught me off guard, yo. Ain't that the truth? And I love your attitude. I'm just not used to having rules. It's not true. It's me, I know. Yo, yo, It's not true. What's good, y'all? We back, we back, we back, we back. Again, that song was by Sai Ari the Kid. It's called It's Not You, It's Me. And sometimes when we're in relationships we realize you know just like what demario was saying and jerry and stuff that you know sometimes it's not it's you it's not you it's it's us um so it's really good to to come out to that realization that you know sometimes we are the issue even though we're trying not to be the issue so it's kind of like a what's the saying no good deed goes unpunished type thing you know you can do something for the right reason but it still come out wrong so next question I really do have for you guys is what expectations do you guys have on yourselves, whether it be in a relationship or not in a relationship? Stay accountable. I think previously, previously with me, um, I'd have low standards for myself. Low, san- low standards. Uh, I know, I've seen some of the women you've dated. I'm joking. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Book, right? No, yes. I haven't seen anybody you dated. Yes. All right. Off the record. No. <laughs> Um, an expectation that I have for myself is is yes to stay accountable to grow and um, to set healthy boundaries um, in regards to a relationship growth. I think that comes with a relationship, but also personal growth in general. That's that's very important. That's my expectation is to grow uh, in different aspects of my life. I guess I would say um, so. Always stay learning. Always stay growing. But um, in regard to a relationship, growth, but boundaries. Uh, and, and making those boundaries very clear, um, the things I, my ideals, the things I stand for, very clear, and uh, that that to me is is my expectation. One of my expectations that I have come into a relationship. I want to get more specific, and I'll I'll bring it in a business sense. They say when you're a boss, you got to learn how to fire quick. 
right? When you see the red flags in a, in, in a business transaction, you're like, nah, you got to go. With an, yeah, so in a relationship, I'm like, well, nah, we could work on this and we can work on that. So holding myself accountable now is like, if there's certain red flags that are met, then that's done. That's done for the interaction. That's done for, you know, if we're talking or the relationships. See, I stayed in relationships too long at times and allowed certain things to continue, even though I knew deep down that they didn't need to, I didn't need to be in that situation. So a lot of holding myself accountable is letting people know quick, like, nah, I I feel that's disrespectful. And then after that, if you keep doing it, then you purposely disrespecting and then that's done, you know? So one of the things to me is like, if I hold myself accountable and I can expect you to hold yourself accountable, I can't expect someone to do something I'm not doing. And a lot of it is knowing my worth. Like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with that. Yep. That, that, that that's it. Because kind of what we've been talking about right now, coming from the fixer standpoint or the, you know, not having boundaries is definitely... Um, something in the long run that creates what I like to call creates a monster. Because if you don't, if you tell someone too late, then it's already like, well, bro, you've been letting me do that for six months or this has been happening six months. So now you're telling me that this is disrespectful. And now you're telling me that this is a problem. And I've done that before letting things go on and on and on. And like six months later, like, Hey, I don't like that. But the, the leverage or that, that point is done. I got to told you that the first week but we see these red flags a lot of the times. The fact that it's keep on uh, keep on passing by, keep on passing by. Those red flags are still not getting acknowledged. Yeah, because humans are humans are we we create these things that we do, and we're used to doing them, right? Like if I'm used to calling you once a night, and I don't call you one night, you're gonna be like, okay, why didn't you call me? We create this stuff in the first month when we're really talking to someone. We create, yeah. So that's the most important part. That's kind of funny. That's kind of what I was telling you yesterday about buying. Yeah, Yeah, don't don't get no girl no nothing because you ain't even dating. So she's gonna you're you're putting not even just an expectation but a standard. Cause there's a difference between expectation standards. I'm not going to give that to y'all today. We're going to talk about that on another oh, podcast. That's huge. <laughs> um, that's huge though. But yeah, you're putting a standard there. So now you have to follow through and keep doing this stuff. So when, you know, you're gonna something that was just a, just sure. because gift it, for this girl that you're dating in the beginning or starting talking to, it's not a, just because like, it's just like, Oh, this is what he does. Yeah. That creation of habits in the beginning of the relationship is so important. And that's what you're going to expect. If you talk to people every day, you expect to talk to them the next month and do these different things. So the red flag is if you see a red flag early on, I'm going to let you know. Be and able to start to be aware either yeah. to cut it off or acknowledge it within, you know, communicating. Yeah, communication is key, but that's the big thing I'm working on. Communicating is the boundaries. Letting them know, right, the boundaries. The accountability yep. as well. Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry. You need to put the mic closer to you. Yes, sir. Yeah, like that. There we go. Cause right. I mean, like I was like I was oh, trying yes. during like the little intermission in the music. I was trying to fix it, but I'm just like, Fuck I it. apologize. You need to put you closer because yeah, I got to be up on the mic. So I don't know how it, how it's gonna sound speak when they the listen to it. When y'all listen yeah, to it, sorry. I don't know if it sounds different, but yeah, just speak into the <laughs> mic. The, the reason being is because there's three mics around, so it picks up on it picks up on the other mics. I don't know how it's gonna sound. Okay, some of the acoustics meshing exactly, and then bouncing off the wood walls and stuff. But anyway, sorry, Cabin Big Bear. Exactly, yes, sir. Um, so with I know I was like he over here busting wind and stuff, <laughs> making them cheeks crack. I was like, this guy's hey, sad. We have it on camera. Hey, we have it on camera. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a mic. Uh, Don't be breaking my mics now. Uh, <laughs> um, so the next question I have: Do you think that dating is harder or easier? With the internet. All right, are we going to talk post-pandemic too? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In general, I think that... Trust issues. Trust Trust is probably... I think people say that... Well, I'm, I'm 24, so I think... I've always been. You know what I'm saying? Like, True. growing up, the internet was here. So I think the next generations are just going to experience on a different level, but I can't compare it to a time of where people didn't have the internet because I grew up with internet. Well, my old ass can. Uh, but I think that just how things are, I think it's... I think it's we have the tools there. 
right? We have the tools there a little bit more accessible to get on the phone and say, you know, different things. But I do think as far as this, when you go on Facebook, when you go on these dating sites and you go and you interact with someone online, um, you can only see what they put on their their, like their profile. So I feel like you're missing a lot than meeting someone in person. When you meet somebody yep. in person and you see them, a lot of what we go through is body language. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I meet you in person, I may pick up different things than me looking at your social media because your perception of yourself on social media may be something completely different than in the real world. Mm-hmm. And I think with that reality, it, it does make it more challenging because now we just like, OK, I want a girl that looks like this. So now yeah. you just go look you for a girl just, that looks like this. Yeah. Like we buying something online. You go online. Mm-hmm. You're like, OK, well, I want this. And guess what? If the girl don't want you, you could just go do it's it again. Mess, yeah. yeah. Damn. You I, just can I ask a question? Like, ask a question yeah yeah i'm gonna piggyback off what you said but you can ask your question first and this is going off what you said where do we draw the line with contentment when we meet a girl that fits but you what shouldn't we be content yeah i don't what like do you that. Mean? i don't know like, no i, I don't want to be content what, content no. with content with who you're with but what is yeah, that what does that mean what does that mean to be you happy that's like a, yeah, yeah being like like, be, like no 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 not, not settling not not settling contentment is settling okay happy with what you got because again, going back You'll to the so, know, again going back right. to the social media thing. Okay. Going back to the social media thing. There's so many options, guys and girls. I get what you're saying. You're like sometimes when it looks you when you look when on it, the grass exactly. is greener. The grass is greener the on the other side. Yeah, but those are just illusions, always, man. Those are illusions of the 3D. That's coming from you. But where do we draw the line in regard to just a, in a general audience where like people like for our generation where we say where we draw the line and say I'm happy with this person. Understanding fulfillment. Think? Understanding yeah. real fulfillment. Well, okay. in a relationship for one. Why would you be in a relationship? But instead of over, over but everybody does it every day. Exactly. But we're That's we're true. so overindulged if we really think about it in general. You yeah. can, we eat till we're full. We don't just eat. Most people don't eat. When you're working out, you eat to, to, to work to get your yeah. Exactly. But we eat till we're full. So that level of. Sometimes we eat till we pass full. Yeah. 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 So we're, that we're level gl- of overindulgence to me is the reason why, especially for me. Like, I, I've been in relationships where I cheated. And the yeah. reason why was it because. I'll say you a hoe. But that's the reality. It was yeah. like the overindulgence. Why uh-huh. I got this person here? Well, why not go get something more? Mm-hmm. Well, I have this money. Why not go get some more? Mm-hmm. You know? So I think overindulgence is one of the big things. I feel like fulfillment, you know, at some level when you're fulfilled. You know I knew when I was fulfilled and then I, I still said, well, I want more. And that's why I messed up because I said I want more. Now yeah. I'm in overdoses. Now I'm being greedy. But that's yeah. when you'll check yourself because once you... You don't speak into that damn mind. That's where you'll check yourself. But <laughs> when you know when you're fulfilled and then you choose to uh, cross that boundary due to um, not being content, like you're saying, or... But it's there. Like, on social media right now, you can get online. Everybody can go online and talk to someone right now. Yeah. I don't care what time it is. People, somebody's up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that level of accessibility mm-hmm. and us wanting That's to, the problem. With a lot of the problem. dynamics of relationships, too, are changing. So you think one of the biggest issues that we have options? Not that I, we I have options. I think there's options. too many options. I, the, uh, yeah, there yeah. is too many options, but I think that a lot of people allow themselves to be too accessible. Exactly. Mm. So if you want it, you can go get it, it, you know, whether it be a price or just flaunting something, and you know. Mm-hmm. But, and that com- I think that comes from, like, the intention factor. Like, all these mm-hmm. things are still coming down from overindulgence and ego like well i need more instead mm-hmm. of you could be doing anything right now at night but you want to go do this yeah. why and it causes insecurities and in, yep. in relationships in the world but so a lot what is it gonna do but it, they show you through media right now if you really look at it through rap music and different things yeah that it's cool it's to deceptive have it's but you cool to have i think that in the aspect of dating and in, in, in the internet and all this other stuff the ask i think that the problem is that we we're always on our phone no matter what it is, you could be on a date, you could be hanging out with your friends, you could be watching TV. Yeah. yeah but no matter what you're doing, within the first five minutes, middle five minutes, last five minutes, you pick up your phone just to see if there's anything new. I remember mm. there was a time. Doesn't matter what it is though. There was a time before you can access the internet on your phone when it was the beginning when it was uh, just when it was MySpace. Like blue, blue when it was and the orange, be- you know, <laughs> flip phones. When it made noises. Yeah, like the sidekick yeah. where you had not the, the like, sidekick in the BlackBerry. Where you, you know? could go yeah, on the internet browser for the first time, and those were like 
people weren't as wired to their phones compared to as like well yeah because you had to call after nine exactly and i think that's why after nine to get the minutes you know the text the text messages hey babe i'm texting you for my friend's phone but i just want to tell you that i love you don't text me back don't text me back i'm gonna call you later i'm gonna call you for the house phone hey dude my bad you wanted you wanted to ask a question and then i just sort of threw a wrench no no it's funny though i had this friend Antonique, that if i'd call her or whatever just to ask her a quick question she said no you better stay on this phone because you already done called and it's before nine o'clock so we're gonna finish this whole minute up exactly yeah because that cost you 25 cents exactly no joke man minutes but I think going on in, in reality and in time, we'll get more used to it. But there's just a level of, like you said, ex- like I'm talking about like accessibility and the want. Why yeah. do we want to? Like if we look down to it, like social media is designed a certain way for them to keep us on social media. And mm-hmm. we are on social media. We do it every day. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. so-and-so suggested you. They pick random different notifications. Yeah. And we're so like, boom, we're tied to that. Yeah, adrenaline our, our, of seeing if somebody liked our post and doing that. Effect. I think the big the big problem is the level of attention people want now mm. is instant. I think that the reason why it's instant is instant because of a lot of not yeah. even that. I think it's more so childhood stuff. Like the parents that we had were always had to work. We weren't really yeah. got that much attention when we were little. I mean, I, I can speak for myself, uh, um, and I'm pretty sure the hardworking it, class. Exactly, like most people in our generations or single mothers or single, you know single yeah. dads or you know your dad even in the more military, so now. your family's in the military or whatever so you didn't get that level of attention so mm-hmm. now that you're older you're you're seeking attention so whether it's negative attention or yep. positive attention it doesn't matter because it. it's attention and that's why certain kids act up in school too but that's all on the subject yeah that's but yeah I, I feel like yeah it isn't ma- like the person that you're finding you don't give a damn about the girl on the screen or whatever you just want that you want to be wanted feel good you want exactly. to be wanted you yeah. want to be wanted yeah and that's i think that's also a reflection just beyond the relationship status part it's 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 it, it's beyond the the word thing. It's 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 a void that's in your heart of what you didn't have. Yeah, and I think that um, man, so that's why a lot of people go to the healing. Healing. I feel like the trauma is is is, is that's why like be going in the gym is so huge right now because mm-hmm. you want to look good just so people can think that you're amazing or think that yeah you don't even want to feel good you want to look good you just want yeah Yeah. a lot of people just want to look tapped in it's being tapped in that's why when i talk about social media from someone i post i get off because i know you're either being a a creator or a consumer and Mm -hmm. when you're a consumer the reality is when you go on facebook i'm off the social the algorithm is there to design your facebook to agree with forget the cloud yeah Yeah. why would you go on facebook everybody disagrees the algorithm right so it pulls everything up that agrees with you so we're so used to that if you don't know that and you're used to like, oh, wow, everybody likes my stuff. You're going to be tapped into your phone more than you're going to be tapped into person because somebody in person may have a diff- different opinion. Well, I think, that's that's just the algorithm. I think that also goes okay. back to the thing, uh, you know, in regards to the phone, that also goes back to the thing to to what becomes a huge detriment in the relationships in general and friendships just in general, especially with the opposite sex. When you get to know each other, it's 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 being glued on those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And People I will communicate nowadays. If it's not exactly. Exactly. Text, People like respond that. back faster on Instagram than they will a text message or a phone call. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that now. Yeah, and, and it's and it's I'm been around for there. it's been around for a while. There's like certain Shout times. There's people that I'm like, I really want to get in touch with them. Like, I'll hit them on Instagram or I'll hit them on Snapchat. Because I, I know that they'll respond back faster on that. Yeah. Kind, you know, and then on one of those things, it's like. <laughs> If they don't have the reads on on their right. regular phone, I know that they've seen it, you it know, so they, they, they yeah. feel like they have to respond now because, yeah. it, you know, they look right. like an ass if they well, don't. I feel like that's the big like if we when we sum it up, like the access when you go on Instagram and Facebook, it tells you when somebody read it, tells you when they're active. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just like everybody's always there. So when you don't always hit somebody back, you already like, well, Facebook said you active. You was on Facebook because you like the yeah. post and those different things. I feel like we just. As we, we keep progressing in society, we want things now. We mm-hmm. want, well, hey, I think you're cute. Well, I want a relationship now. Or, hey, th- like, it just, yeah. everything is You want to watch so your fast. YouTube video right now. Boom. Yeah, yeah. you want it. The ads are getting longer. Instant gratification. And if we look at that. We're on the on-demand. We need that every era. day. We yeah. need that. People demand. want that every single day, instant gratification, because social media allows it. It's yeah. designed to give you some sort of gratification. That's why you go back to it. Well, well that's what runs relationship short, short in the first place, because when when you do that and you see each other in person, it's not the same thing. 
Not at all. People be cat oh. catfishing, oh. and when I and people when people think of catfish, they think of this show like oh, it's a whole different person. I think cat when I say catfish, I'm like oh, you just lied about whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, like that's a catfish. But it's like great mm-hmm. marketing. If you think about it, when you go buy a product, I don't care how many reviews. It's, you know, it's, it's a show you. It's show your best and hide the rest. Yeah, it's show your best but and hide the rest. Social yeah. media, bro. But that's social real life. All highlight. All highlight reels supposedly. When you uh, meet someone, so it's funny. Like, it's funny. I remember like, when I worked at Van, some girl came in there and I guess she followed me on social media. She's like, "Oh, you look better in person." And I'm like, <laughs> "I was insulted." I'm like, "You know how many filters I put on that damn picture <laughs> for you to tell me I look better in person?" Like, thank you because I know it's a compliment, but that's kind of, like I felt like it was insulting. But it's because we put so much effort into social media that we don't put enough effort into ourselves. Into the actual physical. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I think though. We put our best. We're always marketing, right? I'm, I, I talk about marketing because I do it, like right? That. But we're always marketing. Even when you just meet somebody, you're not going to let them know what's really going on. Yeah. Hey, you're what's up? Let, hey, I do this with yeah. this and that and this. Yeah. You're going to give them the highlights. You're going to yeah. give them the best thing. So at, at some sense, Instagram simply just said, y'all give highlights in real per- in real life. Now we're going to make it where you can give highlights on Instagram to 100,000 people or to 1,000 people or to 100 people instead of just doing one time. We're always we're always putting our best foot forward. But I think at some level... There um, has to be some type of, um, I guess, limit. Or not limit, but... Um, well, there's a difference between lying and, and marketing, but there we go. it's it's perspective. That's the problem. Like, perspective. If yeah, perspective I mean, technically, is, it's kind of the same thing. Like, when you go to... When you look at commercials of, like, a hamburger spot, like, that shit look good. So you right, go and do it. But when so you much get life. it... When you get it, it don't look like that. Yeah. It's the same thing they that we're dealing so with. so much on those commercials. Dude, don't yeah. do that to I me, bro. I actually saw the background behind it. You guys seen that? Don't do that to me, man. What they do behind the scenes. I see that. Yeah, they do crazy stuff. What? So but that's what people you are... You guys de- seen the pancakes? We're, de- <laughs> we're designed to do. Motor oil. Nah, I edit. syrup, that's motor oil. This is something crazy. And I know like we're like dwelling on this. We're on this. This is something crazy is that we oftentimes... I've noticed... More so now, people are fixed on the short game rather than the long run. And so we'll focus on how we look for a moment and we'll overexert ourselves for that moment, not realizing that there's a there's a marathon. This is a marathon. You say you're tipsy? And so TMC. And I'm tipsy. No, this is like this is facts though, because like we do this a lot and then we meet somebody and this isn't even in the regard to the relationship part is that we meet somebody and we overexert ourselves for that moment. Not realizing that at least for me, the design of a relationship and I know times have gotten really modern. We would, we would, we would hope that the person we meet or the person that we're with, that would be the person that we stay with. Yeah. I mean, because that in itself breaking up and all those other things come with its own trials and whatnot. You know what I mean? I think a a big issue with today is that people don't know how to date. And what I mean by that, when you're dating, people don't know how to be friends. Exactly. But when you're dating, it's just supposed to be that dating. Like you're just supposed to have fun, but but when what is people the quote get, unquote standard? What is if you're in your twenties? If you're in your twenties and you're dating, it shouldn't be that serious. You should be having fun. fun. You should be, you know, getting to know people. Friends. But people that get into relationships, they don't think like that. They think like, oh, this is going to be my husband or my wife they and already, everything. Yeah, like, exactly. They down. yeah, t- but then they forget that in the their person head, that they, they idealize the person for who uh, for what they want. Yeah, and the person that they met at 22 or something is not going to be the person that they're dating at 28, you know? Like, you change and you evolve, and most times you don't. You get better. You don't don't mess together. I think a lot of people, personally for me, like, just having growth in the last couple years, and I'm with people, they're like, money changed you. And I laugh, and I'm like, well, A, money's going to change you, first off, because mm-hmm. you're dealing with a different lifestyle, different things. Mm-hmm. In order to, to maintain this, you have to change. Yeah. If you want to become wealthy, you have to change yourself. That's just it. Yeah. yeah. Right? But like what you're saying is like, well, I met you last year and you had all the time for me. Well, now it's this year and I have, you know, three businesses. So mm-hmm. things are going to change. And I think when we look at change, typically as humans, we look at it as a negative thing. Mm-hmm. At first, Especially I was scared to change for the longest, but I, you got, I'm a late bloomer. Do you, you know think that saying? you accept well to change? It took me a while, too. But once I started to look at myself and see the faults within myself, that's where I was open to it. I, and I'm open to it like, so much more now. You know what I'm saying? I think a healthy atmosphere of change is 
as a changing atmosphere. Yeah. So if you have an atmosphere that's always changing, then you're always in a pattern to grow. If you're stuck in a specific pattern of thought or a specific pattern uh, and you're not changing or you're not, it's not changing up or it's not improving, you're not going to grow. And so that's what happens a lot of times. We're used to comfort. People are used to comfort. People are used to the status quo. People are used to, um, oftentimes it, we talk about change, but oftentimes we just continue to, to continue the same cycle. Is and, that contentment and, though? Doing the same. That's contentment. Mm-hmm. Doing the same. What you said earlier was contentment too. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know what? Results. You know what? To my, to my, you know, to to my fault, I I will accept. But is it happiness being accept, accepting, or is it because see, because people talk about contentment, right? Well, you should get a wife, or you should get this person, and, mm-hmm. and at some level, you know, after certain years go by of the adrenaline and, and all these different things of being in love, quote unquote, yeah. The flow, the flow, right? Yeah. At one point is some people will call it contentment. And when I think of commit contentment, I think of settling. When I think of settling, I don't do that, right? Well, something yeah. where they don't want more, they're just happy with yeah. what they have. Yeah, but I think happiness is also people are like, well, I want to be happy. Every I talk to people all the time like, well, I'm going to have a really happy day. Mm-hmm. And I laugh and I say, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. They think smiling and doing these different exactly. things. I think, I think it also varies on the individual. What do you want? Yeah, a lot of people a lot of don't people, know a lot what of they people want. Don't know what they want. Shout out. And so, but you for know instance, why that like, is. because they don't know themselves. Exactly. Because they don't know themselves. And that's where the void comes in. And so the void comes in, and you're trying to fill all these things, and you're still not happy. And so, it's just two people doing in, in regard. So, as far as like the autonomous individual, each and every single one of us have a level of happiness. And whatever that looks at to you, you could be happy and you could reach the state of happiness where you're just growing and, 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 and that's your pace of growing in opposed to the person next to you and they could be looking at you like different it's a completely it. different agenda. Yeah. I think that a lot of people base their happiness on others. As far as what? Exactly. Which ties into like, social media, I, the environment of circumstances around us too. What, yeah, what, if I'm what not, media shows, if I'm not with you, then I'm not happy. And people like literally kill themselves over people mm-hmm. and i'd be like i always tell like girls that are going through bad stuff and they're crying over their dude and i'm like don't kill yourself over him because all he gonna do is bring the next bitch to your funeral like oh, real talk or not even pull up yeah they're gonna be at they're gonna be at universal studios they'll be celebrating honestly yeah but like no it's serious like you people they involve themselves so much into somebody else to the point yeah. where they if they're not with this person or they're not involved in whatever this person is doing Mm-hmm. Then they're not happy. How many single it people do me, you? S- it had to take me within my. So you dealt own with that. Mother and father. You dealt with that. For me to realize that. I need you to myself. speak into the God. It took me within Mike. realizing within my <laughs> parent, my own parents. That's a day. For me to uh, actually see that come to fruition, and those were one of the uh, hardest pills to swallow. Where it's like uh, the parents did you raise, but it's not on them too. Because mm-hmm. there are circumstances that are Grace. around them that cause, or that cause, not cause them to be the way that they are, but circumstances that happened in their life, which was a following um, for them to either cope with it or uh, try to understand, and that was their way of coping, and um, the effects of how it can pass down. How many, if we look about, I, I look at like movies and media because that's the thing that's huge. We, we're always watching these different mm-hmm. things. How many times do we see a single person in a movie happy? Our perception, like happy, like when you even, what? but How like when you think about, people do you see that is it? House, is that it? Even when you talk in about movies and stuff, like when as kids, when you all these little girls, the Disney Channel show you that if you're not with a man, that means you ain't shit. That's it. So if we look at it as an early age, <laughs> as an early age, right? So no one's no one is single that is. Happy and you with a woman? If you ain't with a woman, that don't mean anything either. Exactly. Though. No, you seriously, like you're nothing without this other person. That's it's, what it's a it's a lot of pressure. No, it's, seriously, it's like ingrained into us as children. You gotta find who you yeah. want. You need to find who you need to be with early on. And if we look at it, there's a lot of people that I know that didn't find someone until they're forty. Exactly. But look, look, look at it, Jesus. Yeah, he yeah. died a virgin and he died alone. Well, uh, uh, and I say but this he also to say that, the world. but yeah, no, yeah, that's not exactly, exactly. That's my that my point though. Like you don't necessarily need somebody to be happy and to be, you know. That's why and knowing that's yourself the is the point though. of it all. Right and, there. And here, but and pause, here. pause, guys, pause, guys. Catch us again on part two of this. Okay, West West. Peace. Whoop.
and that's all we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed yourself on this episode of Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett. We'll catch you next time.